Welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. My name is Katie Christ, and in 2016, I wrote down in a journal that I was going to become unapologetically my best self. And my purpose is to help women do the same, whether that's overcoming body image issues, creating next level inner confidence, or up-leveling our emotional intelligence and sense of worth. I believe that by investing in and developing who we are, we can exponentially transform the world we live in. My mission is to create power and influence in the hands of women. These are conversations for those ready to rise. This is the Allured Life Podcast. <laughs> Let's go all in. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. I am your host, Katie Chris Youngdahl. So what today we're, we're whoa. <laughs> today, what we are going to be talking about is last 90 days. So if you were on my stories last week, I talked about and shared Rachel Hollis's last 90 days. Um, I think honestly, I got kind of excited. She mentioned it in a podcast this last 90 days. I don't know if she's exactly, I don't know what she's exactly doing for it. I will look up, I will look it up um, and link everything below. Um, but in the past, she's done this free challenge called last 90 days. Um, and she'll She's done it different ways. She's done it where it's just on social media. She's done it where it's just on a podcast. She's done it where it was just through um, her platform. And the same one that I use for my coaching is through Kajabi. Um, that's kind of a video hosting platform. Uh, it's a free challenge. It's a free challenge. And when I started my health and uh, quote unquote weight loss journey, when I started focusing more on my health, um, I followed Rachel. And I was just trying to find all the free resources that I could that actually activated me into taking action um, versus just a 30-day ab challenge or a 30-day um, sugar. What was that? The 30-day, the um, what was it? Like the detox, the clean, 30-day clean, 30-day clean. There's that. There's a 70-day hard challenge. There's a whole bunch of free challenges out there that I think are phenomenal but just weren't working for me. I needed a little bit more of support and accountability and I needed somebody that I looked up to that was busy and was a mama and was just doing personal development as well too. And wasn't just this like, go hard for 75 days or plank party. Ugh. I hate planks. <laughs> I hate planks, but I like a challenge. I'm competitive. I'm competitive competitive AF. Um, and I just like this. I like this process. So what today's podcast is going to be about is just my explanation of how I went through the last 90 days. Um, the first one I, I did was in 2018 um, and where I would take it now. Um, so kind of just going from a beginner's mindset, beginner action step to a full blown like, okay, where are we leveling up now? Um, so I hope you enjoy this. So again, what is the last 90 days? So this, again, it was created by Rachel Hollis and it's just for the last 90 days in the year, she was talking about how she always struggled, uh, showing up in the holidays in the last nine days, when it's getting cold out, when it's getting dreary out, when the holidays were happening, when family gatherings were always happening, it was just a little bit harder to be consistent. Um, and she just noticed that she was falling off. And I was like, I, you are me, you are me because the holidays was always such a hard time. And a lot of the times was when I was just like, whatever. Okay. We'll just, I'm going to 
do you ever say, okay, I'm going to start on January 1st or I'm going to start on Monday. And so this is going to be my last hurrah, <laughs> my last hurrah where I'm just like, give me all the treats. Cause I'm never, I'm not going to, I'm never going to eat them again because I'm going to have such a strict mentality and I'm going to do this. This is the moment. Also, if you're listening to this right now, um, we just started the Moment Mastermind. So this is my version of the last 90 days, but instead of it just being 90 days, it's an entire year-long mastermind. Um, so unfortunately, this I there was a strong cut cutoff of October 1st at midnight. Um, but let me know if you are interested in the next round, because I'm thinking we'll do the next round sometime soon, or maybe in the beginning of January. Um, but little side note on that. Uh, So where was I going with this? Okay. I lost my train of thought, but last 90 days. So, oh, here it's the full out binge. (laughs) If you are like me and you say, okay, I'm going to start on this date. Then there was a full out binge right before that date started. You're like, I'm going out strong, baby. (laughs) And when I said January 1st was going to be the start of it, what was my fallout binge? It was like basically from Thanksgiving until January 1st was, it was the holidays. It was just, I was like, whatever, whatever. There's treats around everywhere. Family get togethers, pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie for breakfast. Still do. But it like when Rachel talked about how the last 90 days, can be influential but we so much of us just say i'll just we wash it basically we say october hits and we're just like whatever sweater weather let's cover it up baby (laughs) i love the thought though of because i was always in the position where every year i'd said i want to lose weight my new year's resolution was this is the year i'm going to finally lose the weight and i didn't at least not in a way that I felt confident about myself, that I felt proud of myself. I just didn't do what I wanted to do. And so just this thought of what if this year I don't waste this year? What if this year is different? What if I end the year really strong and set myself up up for a new baseline to start this year? Then what could the next year look like? If I, if I have a like rock solid foundation, new foundation that hasn't been the same as the past, that's what I wanted. And I was like, all right, 90 day, last 90 days, we're going to, we're going to get it. So what, let's just talk about what 90 day last 90 days is. It's basically just for the last 90 days, consistently consistently that's the biggest key the biggest focus is the consistency aspect doing these five things now i do want to say with when talking about consistency the way that i the way that i originally started out was like i am going to do it consistently no matter what and if i get off i failed <laughs> how many of us like focus like that with consistency but What I really liked about the 90 days was I actually allowed myself once I (laughs) inevitably, because it will happen. It's, it's almost like, it's almost like a prophecy that it will happen, that you will not follow through on at least one of the five things. It allowed me to ask myself, okay, what got in the way? What stopped me? 
what slowed me down, what got in the way, and how can I do it better? Because I wouldn't, I was like, I'm going to finish this 90 day feeling proud, feeling proud. And that's one of the things that I love about like 30 day, 10 day, 90 day challenges is that it does allow yourself to, you're going to fail. You're not going to show up on one of the days. And as long as this was something that I had to learn about myself was as long as I had the wherewithal and the intentionality to ask myself, why did I not show up? And then I take that information and I actually use that information. We're good. It's like awesome. Okay. I didn't drink my water today. What, what got in the way? And then I pivoted from there. I made plans to move from there. I made plans to be like, okay, what, what can I focus on now? How do I, what, what behavior changes, what habit changes do I need to make? What are the things that are getting in the way? Let's stop doing those things or let's have a plan to overcome those things. That's what I love about consistency. And that's something that I talk about a lot with clients and a lot with myself too. I'm just consistency compounds. It's like, you don't have to be consistent on a specific behavior or a specific habit, but if you're consistency with intentionality and with understanding what, why you do the things that you do, why you do the things that you don't like that you do and why you do the things that you do do, it's gold. That's habit change. That's habit behavior right there. So I know I probably should have put that before or after all the information because um, it You'll probably hear all the information. You're like, how am I ever going to be consistent about this? And then you'll forget that we just had a conversation that you don't have to be consistent. But what you do have to be consistent about is understanding why you do what you do. And just, if anything, it's the 90 days of figuring out how do I just be consistent with these habits is, is gold. So we'll put a pin on it. And I have a couple of other thoughts about consistency. But let's talk about the five things that Rachel came up with. So I'll list them out right here. Waking up an hour early, number one. Gratitude daily, number two. Number three is changing something in your diet and sticking with it. Number four is drinking half your body weight in ounces of water every single day. And number five, doing at least 30 minutes of movement every single day. So gratitude, waking up an hour early, moving your body for 30 minutes a day, doing drinking half your body weight in ounces of water and changing something in your diet. Five things, five things. I heard that and I was like, all right, let's go, baby. Let's go. I can do this. 30 minutes a day, perfect. Half your body weight in ounces of water. Never done that. Let's try it. Change one thing in your diet. I can change one thing. We can do that. I can do that. Just one thing. Wake up an hour early. Oh, I don't know. That's going to be a hard one, but let's try it. Gratitude. Never done it. Let's try it out. So let's talk about what I did for each one of those. Cause I like just hearing how people go about, I don't know, a challenge or make it their own. Um, Cause it kind of inspires me and gives me ideas of how I can create this for myself. Um, so let's start with the one that made the biggest difference in my energy, in my hair, in my skin, 
in the way that I felt about myself, in the way that I pooped, in the way that I like ate food, in the way that I slept, like literally everything. If you don't have, if, if you're like overwhelmed by the five steps and you want one that will actually change everything, water, water. I know it sounds too good to be true. Water? Yeah, water. You want better hair? Water. You want clearer skin? Water. You want more energy? Water. You want to sleep better? Water. You want to work out better? Water. <laughs> you want to like lose weight? Water. Water, water, water. Water, water, water. I did not know how dehydrated I was until I tried this 90 day. I did not understand how much water actually influences my energy levels my hunger, my stress, like my hair, my skin until I did this challenge. And I'm actually really proud of the consistency that I created with drinking water. So it's half your body. And let me talk about, I've been trying for years. I had proactive for my skin. Um, and I remember trying all these treatments for my hair. Like I would go to my hair salon um, and I would get this. I don't know what what treatment it was, but it basically just like made my hair straight. <laughs> but it smelled like like a skunk, like sat on my head and just squirted everything out whenever I went in the shower for like the first week and a half. <laughs> I remember dating Ryan and I like took a shower at his apartment at the time and I was like, don't come in here because how do you explain to the guy that you're dating that your hair smells like a skunk when it gets wet? It... <laughs> that was a fun conversation. <laughs> um, So like I, and I remember being on proactive. I remember trying different things for my skin and just, it would dry it out or I'd get bigger, bigger zits or and the, the painful, I had cystic acne actually from getting off birth control. I got, I got off birth control. The first time I got off birth control was after 2016. Um, and it created cystic acne and then the acne had scars. So I remember going and going to a dermatologist and trying to laser off the acne scars. The biggest thing that has ever changed my skin that has ever changed my hair water <laughs> like I've been surrounded by this water for years and I've never tried it why have I not tried this water so what I ended up doing so oh, I should have my phone in front of me to figure out the actual ounces um so you take half your body in ounces of water and drink that so if you weigh let's keep it simple because math is not my thing a hundred pounds. If you weigh a hundred pounds, half your body weight in ounce of water, that's um, 50 ounces. <laughs> you weigh 200 pounds, half your body weight in ounces of water, that's a hundred. Go, this sounds like a lot. This sounds like a lot, right? So let's, let's stick with the, um, let's do the 200. You have to get a hundred ounces of water in. Holy shit. So what I ended up doing is I got a water bottle that I really liked that I'd like to carry around that was easy to fit in. I was in grad school at the time and I had this bag, easy to fit in my bag, didn't spill. I could bike, I biked to um, work and I biked to my classes. So I was like, I could keep it um, on my bike and it didn't spill. 
I'll link the water bottle I have. It had little time marks on it as well too, which I loved. And this is 32 ounces of water in each, like filling it up. So what I would do and what I did do was I took the amount of ounces of water that I wanted to get. So let's just start with 100 ounces divided by 32. All right. So 32 times three is 96 ounces. You're basically already at 100. What I what I did, because I was actually getting, I was trying to get 96 ounces of water in as well too. Um, I was trying to get a little bit more because I was exercising quite rigorously in the morning. But I just timed blocked then. Of, okay, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna strive to get one water bottle down before um, I think it was 9 a.m. and then or maybe it was 8 a.m. because I was getting up earlier, which we'll talk about. So I tried to get one water bottle in before 8 a.m. and then at the 8 a.m. mark was when the time mark started happening on my water bottle. So it was like every hour 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m., 12 p.m. It was time marks of where I have to be on this water bottle. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just follow for water bottle number two. I'm just going to follow the morning time marks. And then water bottle number three, I just, it was 1 p.m., 2 p.m. It went up to 6 p.m. So by 6 p.m., I got 96 ounces of water in me. And then anything after 6 p.m. was bonus. So if you're striving, if you if you weigh 200 pounds and you're striving to get nine, or 100 ounces of water, just go with that. By 6 p.m., you're good. Then have four ounces of water after dinner, which is like little bitty. Like it, it's not hard. It really isn't. It's just it's about being consistent and mindful about it. The other thing that I did was I got a clear water bottle because I noticed myself that when I had, and this was actually, I think this happened a couple weeks in to doing the 90 day program. Um, I noticed that when I don't have, when I have a water bottle that I can't see where the water line is, I forgot to drink water. But when I saw where the water line was and I noticed that I it was like 11 a.m. and I was still at the nine 9 a.m. mark on my water bottle or like still the water bottle was still so full I was like holy crap I got a chug <laughs> I got a chug um that's another thing that I did is like every hour on the hour I would just chug water <laughs> it was a little bit like the con- it, it was just kind of figuring out that was another thing <laughs> Tabby's in here she might go crazy that was another thing that I um figured out about myself as well too it's when I was in a project or studying or in class I just kind of forgot <laughs> to drink the water. So for me, then it was just looking at, okay, what can I be, what can I, what can I remind my, myself to drink the water? And it was, okay, when it turns 10 a.m., when it turns 11 a.m., noon, one, it's just like, I, I put a, an alarm on my phone to remind myself to like stand up. <laughs> I did a lot of things, <laughs> but it was drink water. So chug the water. So if you're finding it hard for yourself to get the water in, try these tips of just find a water bottle that you like, find maybe a clear, if you're like me, find a clear water bottle so that you can see where the, where the water level is. Um, maybe get a water bottle that has timestamps on it so that you, again, there's just that, like, it's like adding in little support and accountability. Your little water bottle is like, Hey, over here, did you drink me at 11 a.m.? I don't know. <laughs> um, and then giving yourself 
additional support and accountability to get yourself out of the habits that you currently have of not drinking the water. And that for me, which is one of the things that is so hard about habit development and habit change is that we have, we don't, we're like, we want different habits, but we forget that to have those habits, you have to break down old habits. So I know there's a saying that it's 21 days to create a habit. That's bullshit because it actually, it takes longer than that. It takes longer because you have to have 21 days to break a habit, then 21 days to add a habit, then 21 days to make that habit lasting. Like there's, there's differences to these things. And it's a lot harder than what conventional people are talking about. It's, we forget that we actually have to, we have the habit of not drinking water that we actually have to break. And that's just as hard as incorporating the habit of drinking the water. So those are my tips around the water. Um, let's go with the, the second thing that made the biggest difference for me was waking up an hour earlier. Um, so in 2018, I was really struggling with anxiety. Um, I was struggling with people pleasing. I was struggling with being a high achiever. I had just, it was all in my head. It was all in my head. But what I noticed about myself is that I was constantly going. My brain was constantly going. What's the next thing I need to do? What's the next assignment? What do I need to start focusing on for uh, work or for my thesis at the time? Like it was like, go, 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 go. Constant go, 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 go. Um, and I just felt like from that constant go, 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 I lost myself quite a bit. Um, I've talked about this in past episodes, so I won't get too much into it. But one of the major things that really shifted that for me and kind of helped me reclaim my own power, reclaimed what makes me happy, what makes me feel gra- grateful for for my life, what makes me feel grounded, what what bit gives me my power back was saying to myself, I'm going to wake up an hour early and do something just for me, just for me. And it's not around, in a, and I focus too of, I'm not going to do anything that I should be doing. I should work out. I should be taking the time to like get ahead on schoolwork or reading some research papers. These were all, I had a whole bunch of shoulds in my head of, I felt like I, I shouldn't be focusing my, my day should, my day should be productive always, always. So for me to take an hour for myself, that wasn't happening right now. I was always trying to be more productive, always trying to be like, okay, I should work out. Then I should go like meal prep. Then I should go. If, if I, I could, God forbid, I sat down and watched some TV. I should be like, let's try to get ahead on my thesis paper. I had this big audacious goal of getting done early on my thesis paper, which did not happen. Um, so waking up an hour early and doing something that I just, just felt so luxurious. And that was having coffee and reading a book for fun, not for, not for uh, education, just for fun. What is life? <laughs> really, truly, that felt like the most luxurious thing ever. And what I loved about it is it just calmed it. It set me up for success in the day. It was like I did something for me first. And that was something that before this, I never did. I never did that. So it felt really damn good. 
to be like, I started myself off with a win today, doing me first. And this is something that it sounds so simple and it sounds like it doesn't, it won't make a big difference yet. I've talked to so many women, especially moms, especially moms who this isn't something that they like, they've forgotten, feel so good. They feel guilty about it. But it's like this simple thing, this simple, simple thing. Holy moly, like changes everything, changes everything. It's like, I, after the water, I was just like, how is this so good for me? Because what this actually led to was me working out in the morning as well, too. So because I, I try, I try, I've wanted to be a morning workout person for years, but I love my sleep too. And I've also been a chronic undersleeper. I think I've just been like half awake the past, like. 15 years, to be honest, um, because of the lack of sleep that I have and probably the adrenal fatigue that have, has gone with it. But um, I started, so this action led me to be the type of person that works out in the morning because it felt so much better to wake up and be like, I'm going to have my coffee and just read. That's all I have to do. That's all I'm focused on versus get your butt up and go work out real quick. Like, go now. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, so if you want to try to be a morning workout person, try this ex- exercise out. And even too, if it's just like watching Netflix in the morning with a cup of coffee, do that. Just like, I just want us to start getting in the habit of not starting off the day with cortisol running through our system where it's like gotta do something stress stress response is already on go 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 which so many of us do um so let's talk about then the 30 minutes of movement every single day so i started off with just focusing on the 30 minutes of movement just 30 minutes and like i said in um talking about the beginning this was this was the one focus that I was like, you know what, I'm going to actually be consistent with this one because I want, I wanted to get rid of this in the past, my relationship with exercise, my behavior with that was, I'm like, okay, let's just try to get four days of workouts in or actually, no, it was five days of workouts. in. I was like on the weekdays, let's just work out. And what would inevitably happen is that, and honestly, I feel like it like happened on Mondays. I was like, oh, Monday was too crazy. Okay, let's just, I'll I'll move my five days to I'll work out on Saturday. And then I'd hit the Tuesday, I hit the Wednesday, I'd be exhausted on Thursday. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll just do a Saturday and a Sunday workout. And then Friday happened and Friday got away from me and I'm either exhausted or I want to go out with friends or date night with Ryan. I didn't get my workout. I didn't work out on Friday. So, that, okay, I'll just, I'll just do like a longer, I'll do a really long workout on Saturday. Um, So like that would just happen. I would just like keep moving these five workout things that I wanted to accomplish. And if I didn't get them all done where I like, I'd be like, okay, I'll do a longer workout or do a, I'll do a harder workout or I'll do back to back workouts where I'll do like, I don't know, 
running and then weightlifting and it'll just be like two workouts in one. And I didn't like that. <laughs> it, I honestly just didn't like it because I just felt in my head, I was just stressing myself out too much in my head. I'm like, I'm tired of thinking about when I have to work out. So I was like 30 days, Katie, can you be intentional about moving your body every single day? And I allowed space where it could be a quote unquote, kind of like what you see as workout, strength training, cardio, running, weights, <laughs> basically what I typically like think about with workouts, like sweaty, sweaty. But then I also was like, okay, what if you were just intentional with like walking too? What could that look like? that's something that I haven't been consistent with or even like okay you don't want to walk today it's cold out stretching stretching how would that feel and the self-efficacy the feeling of accomplishment that came because I was just consistent with 30 days I mean with 30 minutes a day I was like, I can do anything. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm like doing this. I'm doing this. Even if it was like three days in a row of stretching, it didn't matter. I did it. 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 Like it felt like that. It felt like I could accomplish anything in the world so what did I do then I was like I'm gonna go to the 5 a.m orange theory class <laughs> and I did it I did it I wasn't it wasn't every single day that I did it but I was the type of person that worked out I literally went from it was being it was so hard for me to work out consistently to okay I found the consistency I let that build momentum and momentum builds motivation and then I was like I'm gonna do the 5 a.m I'm going to do it. And I did it. And I wasn't, I didn't just do it. I did it. I think I did it from mid-October. So like two weeks of starting, 90 days, 90 days, last 90 days. I felt so dang good. I was like, I'm going to do this. Again, remember when I said I'm a little competitive? I had my cousin and uh, her roommate were going. And they were like, yeah, we come to the 5 a.m. I'm like, what? what? I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I did it. Again, I went from, it was so hard for me to be consistent to, I was consistent to, I went 5am. I was really dang proud of myself. And that's how quick this can change you for just finding a win. Remember, I was just like, I didn't work out every single day the way that I thought working out is supposed to look like, I stretched, I walked, but I did it. And that's how like I get so ramped up about night last 90 days because it's it changed. It At the time, it was my moment. The moment I said, okay, I'm going to do things differently and I'm going to keep, I'm just going to keep my word to myself that I'm going to actually follow through. So 30 minutes a day of stretching, of walking, of physical activity that raises your heart rate, that lifting weights, whatever it looks like for you, 
but be consistent so that you can prove to yourself and make yourself so dang proud. If this is something that you've struggled with in the past, do this for yourself. It's amazing. Let's talk about, um, the next thing was changing the diet. So I have my smoothie right here, um, which I'm going to chug right now, which I realized that probably sounded so gross <laughs> in the mic. Like, I'm sorry. Um, so for me, it was just changing one thing in my day. Diet's always been a really big struggle for me. Um, so I was introduced to Kelly Levesque, um, I think through Rachel, basically whatever Rachel said, I was like, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. Okay. Um, so Rachel talked about her morning smoothie, which is Kelly Levesque's fab four smoothie. So I went out and I bought her book, body love. Um, she has two body love. And then her second one is body love every day. I just started off with body love because that has the most recipes for different smoothies. Um, these smoothies are, it's fab four is what she fills them up with. It's having protein, number one, protein, spinach, fiber, and fat. So fab four protein, spinach, fiber, and fat. So she, what I love about Kelly Levesque's work is that she just focuses on, okay, every meal have protein, fiber, green, and fat. I was like, I can get around that. That makes sense in my brain. Macros and micros does not. Like grams does not. Anything with math, anything where I have to add things or measure things or like take my fist and be like, what is this measurement of this fist? Is this for like greens or a protein? I don't know. <laughs> I could get down with protein, fiber, fat, and greens. I could, I could do that. So I was like, let's just, let's just go smoothie first. Again, nutrition has been really hard in the past. It's been very hard for me to be consistent with that. So let's just start with the smoothie. So I started with the smoothie and I was like, that's pretty good. And it's pretty easy. And I, it was just starting off with one thing. And then honestly, it, it was kind of good that I didn't completely overhaul my diet because I started to, because I had a smoothie in the morning and then I had, I don't even remember what I was eating for lunch at the time, but I was able to then kind of notice because of how healthy the smoothie was, I really started to notice what a good food felt like. <laughs> like, and I noticed my energy, I, I was fuller my energy level was good. I didn't like need coffee at 11 a.m. I still had coffee because I love coffee. Didn't need it though. Um, this is a little TMI, but my bowel movements were way consistent and regular and like good, <laughs> hefty, full. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then I was just kind of like, I could, I started to notice the differences of that and then noticing how I felt after lunch and after dinner. And so because I started to notice that I felt really, really good after the like spinach filled smoothie in the morning, then I was like, okay, it was easier for me to choose healthier foods for lunch. Just because I started to notice, I feel really good and it feels good to make good choices, Katie. <laughs> I just went off of what I felt. 
I just went off what I felt. And it felt so good to do that because it wasn't about being in a deprivation deprivation state. I didn't feel like I was depriving myself from foods. I allowed myself to have this, the foods. I remember getting like zucchini bread at a coffee shop. And I was like, it has zucchini in it. It's, it's healthy. <laughs> Which is fine. Like, I'm happy that I do that. And I still, that's my mindset towards nutrition moving forward. It's like, I... I don't want to be depriving myself. I want to have the foods that I want to have. And when I notice how I feel after the foods and I feel good, then the foods that I want to have are like slowly but surely started to become the healthier foods. It wasn't about forcing the salad down my throat. It was like, oh, I actually, okay, having like a spinach smoothie and I, I had fruit to it. My, my, Smoothies were almond milk, like one, almost two cups of almond milk, one to two cups. It was protein powder, which there's a couple, Terrace Whey protein powder and bone broth, bone broth, bone something. Protein powder are my favorite. Um, spinach, a handful of spinach, the more the better. Uh, fiber, I usually went, I go between chia and flaxseed. And then a little bit, a fourth cup or a half cup of frozen berries. That was my morning smoothie. I was like, I feel good. And then I was like, okay, what if I start doing my lunches where it's just greens, protein, fiber, and fat? So then it was just making a salad with chicken, avocado for the fat, or olive oil for the fat. And then I think I looked up different vegetables for the fiber, I think. Or sometimes I just throw like flaxseed on the um, salad for my crunch. Like I just, I just started just be like, okay, let's play around with this. What feels good? What doesn't feel good? What do I like? What do I not like? What's easy? What's not easy. I just experimented with it, but it started off with just starting with the smoothie and starting to notice how does this make me feel? How does it make me feel? And I was consistent long enough to start to notice quite a bit of difference in the way that I felt after the morning smoothie. One thing, guys, one thing makes a difference. Um, and then did I cover? I think the last one, gratitude. I am going to be very, very honest. The gratitude aspect, I'm still, I still don't have a consistent <laughs> habit around this. Um, it's something that... I I don't know why I'm not consistent with this, but this is definitely something that I, I'm not rocking right now. Um, when I started, however, when I did the last 90 days, I just followed what Rachel Hollis does. And she said she just finds five things in the last 24 hours that she's grateful for. Five things. And writes them down. Um, five things. And I, I did that and I enjoyed it. I really did because I was, again, struggling with quite a bit of anxiousness, anxiety. Um, and it felt good to see a win. It felt good to be, I think this was the start of my practice of introspection of just looking at the last day and just kind of extracting what was good from it. What was good. Um, 
again, I'm not too proud that I'm not as great with the gratitude aspect because I know how important it is. And that is something that moving forward is what I really do want to be focusing on of leveling up. So I know this is a long episode, but as I promised, um, I wanted to dive deep onto the, in the first part, dive deep into what I did in the past for the last 90 days when I first started, because if you are just on your health journey, start there. Be consistent with this. Be consistent. And like I said at the beginning of this, the consistency is the key aspect of it. But also, I think the most important part is to be consistent in understanding understanding why you succeed and follow through. Because then you can you have actual data about your habits, your behavior that you can replicate for the other habits that you might be struggling with. For instance, I was very with the water. It was a win for me to have those alarms come up of the consistency at this hour. Okay, so then I was like, okay, then let's do the consistency with the hour of working out. Okay, I want to work out at 7 a.m., 6 a.m., 5 a.m. Like it, there was just, I was like, okay, let's let's take what's working with one habit and let's see if I can replicate it with other habits. I know that's like such a stupid one, but it's like, oh, same time every day shocking Katie uh <laughs> but it worked <laughs> um so that's one part is to look at your what you're doing well and then try to replicate that behavior um another thing the best thing is to understand what is stopping you or getting in the way of you following through because in that you then can look at and understand okay where do i need to change or what do i need to think about deeper what how do I need to set myself up for inevitable success moving forward? Instead of just saying like, I suck. Like, okay, what's, let me just figure out what's going on here and make a plan the, to the best of my ability to change that behavior. And sometimes your plan will work. Sometimes it'll work for a couple of days. Sometimes it'll work for a week and then completely stop. Or you try something and it sucks. And you're like, well, that didn't work. Try again. Like, that's where it's, it's, I feel like the, the consistency in the last 90 days isn't to perfectly nail doing each activity every single day. I think what the consistency that we're looking for is that you don't give up with the last 90 days. You don't give up because imagine too, if imagine if you went like 75 days of trying to figure out how to get the water in. But then the last until 90 days, you, you figured it out. That's your new baseline for starting 2024. You've created a new baseline. Even if it takes 90 days and you're not successful at it, you've created at least, my hope is that you've at least, even if it's just one day of being consistent, at least you've like gone through so much. You've gone through 90 days to be like, okay, I have 90 days that I've broken down and I've figured out and I've committed to figuring myself out a little bit better. So now 2024, I have all that knowledge, all that gold where I'm just a little bit above where I would have been if I just said, I'm going to start January 1st. That's the gold. Okay. So I digress. So let's talk about what I would change moving forward. Um, so what did I start off with water? I would just keep water the same. Um, but what I would do is I would add, um, I would add salt to my water 
to get a little bit more minerals in. So I'd add like a pinch full of sea salt into my water. Um, I would also add lemon to my water um, in the morning specifically too, just to kind of get some good nutrients in that water. So I just spice up the water just a little bit, um, but I would just keep it very consistent as well. Um, I would also though, I would add based off of my workouts, I would add 16 ounces of water for that workout. So I would up my water intake where it's not just half my body weight and what an ounce of water. I would up it a little bit. So getting a lot, you're going to pee, by the way, you're going to pee a lot. <laughs> um, so again, I would add lemon water in the morning, lemon to the water in the morning. And I would add, um, a couple of pinches of sea salt to my water to add a little bit more minerals. Um, which I know sounds counter. You're like, more salt. It's going to make me thirsty, but at least you'll drink more water. I don't know. Um, and then I would increase based off if I was doing a higher intensity workout, I would increase my water intake to counter the water that I am losing. Um, and I would also stop drinking water by 8 PM so that I wouldn't have to get up in the morning. That was something that I didn't think about <laughs> so that I wouldn't get up in the morning, um, and have to be or up in the middle of the night. Okay. Let's do, um, the getting up an hour early than you usually do. So I would keep that, but what I would focus on is making sure that I would get eight hours of sleep regardless. Even if I was waking up an hour earlier than I normally do, I would still be like, okay, that means I need to get to bed an hour earlier than I usually do. And so what I would add then is a power down hour. So instead of watching TV up until the time that I said that I want to go to bed, I would add a power down hour of activities that made me feel really relaxed and kind of primed my body that, Hey, listen up, Katie, we're going to bed soon. Like we are, <laughs> we are creatures of habit. Our bodies like routines. And so we're like toddlers. We need a bedtime routine. So what I would add into mine is I'd be taking a shower. I do my skin time. Um, I do my nighttime supplements. I'd have tea at night. Um, and I'd light a candle and read a book in bed. That's what my power down hour would look like. So whatever your power down hour want, if you want it to look like that, go for that. Um, it's just adding in those little things that just make me feel really luxurious. Um, I will say I've, I've tried to incorporate this quite often. And the number one obstacle that I have in my way is Ryan. <laughs> Ryan likes to, he doesn't like to wake up as early as I do. Um, so I've tried to kind of figure out, okay, what, what time is our, like our routine. Um, and he also likes to watch TV until he's ready to go to bed, which my brain, sometimes I have to have like the blue light glasses. Um, and he's also like, he just, uh, he's my one obstacle. If anybody has any recommendations of how to get your partner to go to bed or read a book before bed, let me know. He's like, I don't want to do that. He's like, but I want to watch TV with you. That's like our bonding. He's like, I like it when you're next to me. <laughs> um, he's like, I like, and I like our shows. I can't watch our shows. I get bored. Like I don't have anything to watch. Um, so funny note. It's I'm not nailing this just yet either, guys. Um, but this is what I would do to level up. Uh, for the movement, 
what I would be doing to level up for the movement is, and this is something that I I do currently, cycle sync my workouts. I would cycle sync my workouts. Um, so based off of, so I still have a regular period. Um, and this is, I know this is different. If you, if you have gone through menopause, um, this is something you can still do. And I do recommend you, you do it as well too. Even if you aren't cycling regularly, this is just a way to cross train. So during my follicular phase, I train a specific way that's different than when I train, when I'm in my luteal phase, I train differently when I'm in, when I'm menstruating versus when I'm ovulating. So the beginning of my, um, in the follicular phase and in the ovulation phase is when I'm doing a little bit more higher intensity workouts. Um, when I'm focusing a little bit more on cardio and then in the luteal phase is when I start to transition more for strength training. Um, and then in the menstrual phase is when I really focus in on doing like relaxing, just walking yin yoga lot of yin yoga, which is beautiful for kind of like really getting deep through stretching your, your, uh, uh, fascia in your muscles, um, meditating stuff that just feels luxurious. So the reason why I love cycle syncing is that it just, you don't overburn your body out. Um, you don't go against your hormones. Uh, one of the things that actually blew my mind is that, when we work out longer than 30 minutes in our luteal phase and when we do a higher intensity, we are actually increasing our body's desire to hold on weight. What? And we're like, so we're we're basically telling our body like, don't, hey, don't lose this weight that you've been trying to do, which is what I've been doing in the past. <laughs> I do, I'm like, I just want to be consistent working out the same way every single day. Like find the consistency, find the consistency. And then I'm like, why am I not losing the goddamn weight? It's because half the month I was telling my body, hey, hold on to this weight. So in the luteal phase, your, um, I believe your cortisol levels are naturally higher. Um, and so when you increase your exercise to longer than 30 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes, and when it's a higher intensity, then you're like doubling the cortisol in your body. And when the body, when the cortisol is in your body, you're in your, like, you're not in the, your nervous system is not going to release the weight. It's going to hold on to all this energy because it's in that more fight or flight stance. At least the way that I understand it, you're in your more fight or flight stance. So your body's like, I need all the energy that I need to fight off whatever the cortisol is fighting right now. I don't know what it is, but we're fighting. <laughs> so your body's going to hold on to that weight instead of releasing the weight, the energy. Right. Does that make sense? You have like fat is stored on your body because it's like your body's saying, okay, I need, I need reserves for energy because we take the fat and we convert it into energy when our body is completely lacking fuel, when we don't have any food or sugar in our blood system. So when we are in our luteal phase and we are increasing the cortisol in our body, our body, then it's like, cause cortisol is a stress. It's attached to stress. Are you with me? So when you're attaching it to stress and you have more cortisol, your body's like, we are in fight or flight danger zone. And when we're in fight or flight danger zone, our nervous system is kicked into that. I think it's the parasympathetic the nervous system is turned on. We cut off. Like it's, it's like it's switched off our body's abil ability to release any energy. Cause it's like, nope, we need those reserves because we are in danger zone for whatever reason. Does that make sense? Let me know if that makes sense. If you have any questions, send me a direct message about that. 
but it was mind blowing for me. So I would be really focused on cycle syncing and making sure in the luteal phase that I was not overdoing 30 minutes of like strenuous weightlifting. So again, I, I'll still do warming up. I'll do like 10 minutes of warming up and then I'll focus more on stretching afterwards too, but I won't increase the 30 minute mark where like my heart rate is elevated. I really, I'd focus very, very much on that. Um, Per nutrition, where I would level up is I would try to make sure that every meal is, I would make sure that morning is, I'd up my protein for sure. I'd follow the fab four. I'd make sure my lunch is my biggest meal. I'd make sure dinner is just a protein and a veggie. I'd make it the smallest meal. And I, and this is what I'm currently doing. I would focus on balancing my blood sugar levels with meal timing. So let me get my notes out. This, I, a great resource for this I'm using is Woman Code by Alyssa Vitti. So I followed, when I learned about cycle syncing, it was from Alyssa Vitti. At first it was a podcast, I'm all about free things. And then I read her book In the Flow, which is her second book. And then I read her book, Woman Code, which is her first book. Um, I would actually now I would if I would have gone back I would have read Woman Code first and then In the Flow second. Um in Woman Code though they talk about kind of the I won't get too much into it but just I didn't realize how important it is to balance your blood sugar to balance your blood sugar. If you feel like you're struggling with so many different symptoms read the book. It's a phenomenal book. But basically all the the majority of the symptoms that we as women experience like insomnia. And actually, okay. Okay. So I'm going to read for you guys what I read in this woman code book. And I was like, Oh, okay. All right. So there's common symptoms that we experience as women that we're just like, I don't know what to do with this. Give me some medication. So for me, remember when I talked about, I was experiencing anxiety at the same time, I was also experiencing some insomnia. And I was like, okay, it's just caused by my anxiety. Um, thing, let me just read off some of these. Carb craving, binging, sugar and chocolate cravings, reliance on coffee, soda, and energy drinks, consuming more than three alcohol-based drinks per week, skipping meals, anxiety, insomnia, waking up during sleep, having headaches, having low libido, having facial or body hair, there being weight gain, hypothyroidism, metabolic syndrome, or diabetes. When I read that and I saw, I don't have, I didn't experience all of them. What I was experiencing was carb cravings, sugar cravings for sure, um, reliance on coffee, Yep. I was having more than three alcoholic-based drinks per week. Yes, I was. Love me some wine. But the big use was the anxiety and the insomnia and the waking up during the sleep and the low libido, actually. So I was really struggling for a really long time with anxiety, insomnia, and waking up during my sleep. And all of those have to do with your metabolism and stress. And the biggest thing to help 
balance your metabolism and your stress is looking at your blood sugar, your blood sugar and your adrenal system, but we're not going to get into the adrenal system. So this is something also too, like I've, I've gone where I've felt good about like my anxiety, insomnia, and then it comes back and that's felt good. And it comes back and it feels good. And I couldn't pinpoint exactly why until recently, I feel like recently I've been traveling quite a bit. Um, and in the traveling, it's just, everything was out of whack. I was at my cabin for two weeks. Then I went and visited my family in Austin. And then I went up to, um, that was basically, those were the two biggies. I was just out of whack. And so balancing the blood sugar has been a real focus. And I definitely have been noticing the difference with this. Um, so what does this look like? It is, I'll just, if you want to take notes, take notes on this and just test this out. But it is 90 minutes after you wake up having breakfast, something that I wasn't doing, have breakfast. Then three and a half hours after that, have lunch. Then I think, let's see, give me one sec, 11 a.m., 12. Okay, then between two and a half hours to three and a half hours, have a nutrient-dense snack. And then three and a half hours to four and a half hours after that, have dinner. But make sure that you have dinner three or so hours before bedtime. So that's the schedule. So my perfect schedule right now that I'm trying, striving to get is 6 a.m. Wake up, drink water. Um, then at 7.30, eat breakfast. 11 a.m. Do lunch now, which is earlier than mine. I'd have like, usually I'd have breakfast at like, eight and then have lunch at one. So this is like big difference. Then between one 30 and two 30, have a snack. And then between five 30 and six 30, basically grandpa and grandma time have dinner. <laughs> but Hey, at least if we go out for dinner, we might get happy hour at that time. <laughs> and then with the going to bed at 10 PM. So again, wake up at 6 AM, drink water. That's another thing. It's wake up, drink water. Then 90 minutes later, so 7.30, eat breakfast, 11 a.m., lunch, 1.30 to 2.30, nutrient-dense snack, 5.30 to 6.30, dinner. So write that out and just figure out, just go from your baseline. And again, this is leveling up. This is quite leveling up. Go from your baseline. When do you usually wake up? Then just go, okay, 90 minutes after that, that's when I eat breakfast. And then whatever the... I think it's three and a half hours after that lunch an hour, two and a half to three and a half hours after that snack three and a half to maybe four and a half, I think is dinner. And then after then make sure that you, by the time that you want to hit going to bed, make sure that there's at least three hours. This was a biggie for me. Cause then it made me realize that I it helped me realize that the wake up time and bedtime, I need some more, I need to be more consistent with that if I want to be really focusing on balancing my blood sugar. So this is a lot. Again, this is a lot. This is where you'd be leveling up. Um, where are we now? The last one, I believe. So the gratitude. I through this is, I don't know why gratitude has been so hard for me. 
but it has been. And it is also the one thing that will get me out of an anxiety, like doomsday spiral. So I don't know why it's so hard for me to be consistent at the one thing that will like get my mind right. <laughs> so what I recommend doing is I think it's just, I think for me right now, I don't have any like, oh, for me right now, it's going to be aiming to be consistent at being grateful and to write it down and to have more time in journaling and introspection. So I actually wrote down at the 6 a.m. mark when I wake up, it's drink water and journal. So starting the gratitude. Remember when I said I'm I'm very much the time? <laughs> I'm the timekeeper. <laughs> so time. Okay, what's worked in the past is when I've had specific times for things to happen. So 6 a.m., journal. Habit stack. Wake up, journal. Wake up, drink water, journal. So that's going to be my focus. Um the reason why I want to incorporate this is that just this thought of the truth is the strongest frequency out there. What you know you're capable of doing, the truth of that, that is the strongest thing that you can ever have faith in and hold on, the truth, whatever the truth is. And what's difficult I believe in what I've experienced in reaching for more for yourself is that the truth is not there just yet. If you haven't been consistent with working out and you say the truth is that I am going to be consistent working out. And then the moment that you don't do it, it's like, nope, you're lying. You just lied to yourself. If the truth, like there's, and this is where self-worth comes in and it mind boggles us. It's like, how do we, we want more and we just feel like we're not enough always, always, because we haven't had what we want. And so we question ourselves. There's a, there's a, like, well, I don't know what's going on here. There's no actual truth to it that we can believe. And the way that we say, set goals and talk about goals, it's not, I believe I'm going to get there no matter what, like that is my truth. Sometimes we're just like, my goal is to hit that. My goal is to do that. I like this analogy of like, imagine if when I stood up at the altar and I told Ryan, my goal is to be loyal to you. My goal is to love you through thick and thin. That wasn't our, that wasn't it. <laughs> my goal is to be faithful to you. That sounds shitty to hear on your wedding. Your goal, your goal. And that's what, when we're talking about striving for like accomplishing these things, we like, there's no truth of what we know we're capable of doing because we haven't done it yet. There's no trueness to it, but what we can ground ourselves in is the truth of the good things that is currently happening. And that's gratitude. So my leveling up is playing around with this of like the working out, what's going to happen when I am consistent with finding gratitude every day, when I find the truth of the greatness that my life is, what can compound from there? If I went from not being consistent in working out 
to finding the consistency, striving for the consistency, no matter what, even if it was stretching to working out at 5am at an orange theory class. And I was damn proud of myself. I'm excited to see what consistency looks like with the gratitude aspect, because everybody talks about how gratitude is the number one thing that you can ever possibly have. And it gives you the most greatest manifestations that ever happened in your entire life. But it's feels so like it's not going to do anything, but I, we know enough about gratitude. We've seen the research. We've heard enough gurus out there say that this is like the thing. I'm excited to figure out what that leads me to. So my leveling up on gratitude is just actually being consistent to it and promising myself that. So guys, last 90 days, let's get it. I love you. I hope some moment this week takes your breath away. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women listening. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your friends. Or even better, drop a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Don't forget, if you are looking for any additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Katie Christ. See you back here next week.